0: Maurice the Land Cruiser is comprised of Stéphanie et Jean, and I consider them family. At the time of this podcast, they had just packed up their entire life in Quebec and were brand new on the road toward adventure. So why don't you sit on back and enjoy their story of getting ready to leave, and one of my favorite accents too. C'est bon. How long have you guys been away from home now? Three days.
1: Three days. Yeah, about well, three days. Yeah.
0: So this is it. You've taken you've taken the leap. Yep. You've yep. leapt. Yeah. Leapt like a frog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a frog. Like a French frog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoa! I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> how does it, the obvious question is how does it feel? It's good. Liberating.
1: Tiring though, but it's like a new thing. So from all the stress and all the anxiety of like leaving and everything, now yeah. since I'm we're happy. in it, it's still kind of new and every, everything is kind of new.
2: And and we have about like one month at least one month uh, of uh, sleep debt. Just because you were excited? Yeah, we were excited and slightly stressed and there was a lot to handle before mm-hmm. leaving. So, we've been sleeping very poorly for the past month. Uh, That's I mean, it, this
1: is like my first longest stretch because I like taking showers and baths and stuff. So this has like been a three days, of no shower. So I'm like, I'm starting to like feel uh-oh. uncomfortable. You're getting the
0: twitch. The honeymoon period is wearing off. You're getting the twitch already.
1: But, um, no, it's not that bad, but I have to get used to it. Yeah.
0: Have you guys had a wet wipe shower yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. All right, yeah, you're in the club. You guys, but and, and just to preface, you guys would take trips in Maurice even before it was built yeah, yeah. out, right? Yeah.
1: But we would have, like, access to a shower, though. <laughs> Showers?
0: Yeah. yeah, what are those? <laughs> so now you're roughing it. It's time to rough it. Here Especially
1: go. me, like Jean. He's like, yeah, whatever. He doesn't smell. He never takes soap to wash. He's like, oh, that's not fair. Yeah, I know, right? And he's like, I just think about heat, and I smell like a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: didn't ball so so it helps.
1: Well, you wanted to shave my hair, but then we would have had like the same haircut, and I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> having the same haircut as my husband. That. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would have been cool.
1: Since I'm like, it's still new. Like we haven't had a routine. We haven't like have all the like I don't know. I say it for me for me, I'm more of like I, I like comfort and not comfort, but like I like routines, and I don't have it yet, so I'm like, huh <laughs> <laughs> and um, like I said, I mentioned that I, was, I have a job, um, I'm a graphic designer for the agency we used to work with, and we don't have any internet connection really in Canada, so that's kind of stressing me out the, like once the first week of work is gonna be done. I'll be a lot more on East than right now because I don't know like, how I'm gonna make that thing work yet.
0: So that's a beautiful thing. Then you have an income while you're on the road yeah. for these next couple months, right? Yeah,
1: I'm really excited for that. <laughs> well, not for working, but I'm like, really happy that I'm gonna be working while we're on the road. So that's gonna be If I get tired of like not showering, well we could rent an Airbnb.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well put. I think yeah, a lot of people listening to this who would be nomads are, including myself, incredibly jealous that you have that built-in income. So ride that wave, that's so great. Oh yeah. It's only three days a week. So
1: we have like a four day weekend. Plus we're gonna be, no, nothing, no plus.
0: And the office is wherever you park it, which is always the coolest thing in the world. So what was the lead up like for you guys? Because you you owned Maurice the Land Cruiser Mm -hmm. before all of this. What kind of prep did you do beforehand to get it ready for, and how long did you own it beforehand?
2: It's kind of a long story because before owning Maurice, we tried to convert a bus. (laughs) So we we kind of tried that and sold the bus and then we bought Maurice. We've had it, about a little leaning toward two years. Mm Um, what I did was a lot of ma- mechanical repair because when we bought it, it was not, it's a Land Cruiser and it was cheap, so therefore there was some problem to be fixed. I did a lot of like mechanical work learning how a car works because beforehand I never touched a car. I never drove a car before owning Maurice. So it was kind of brand new. And then after like, fixing up the whole mechanical part, um, we built a platform like the interior, like the wooden platform and everything so we could sleep, cook,
0: and all that stuff. So it's nice and comfy now, you got storage, you're ready to go. How long did it take to do the interior prep? About a week. That's it? Yeah. yeah. Seriously? To build all that stuff? Well, he yeah. did
1: everything. I did. Uh, I only did like the insulation for the windows, so we have like privacy, and that's it.
0: Yeah, but from what we've already uh, figured out, though, you're the sugar mama making yeah. the money, so that's <laughs> right. You darn right, you put him to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I best. You best keep in line, or <laughs> she's gonna kick you out, and Chuck's gonna take over. Who's running around? Which is your puppy. Yeah. You did end up putting solar panels, so you guys have power, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So can you walk me through a little bit of that stuff for people who are considering adding solar yeah. and batteries to their car? <clears throat> me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but solar panel, it, it was kind of easy because we just went in a, in a place where uh, they're specialized with this. Yeah, they
1: only sell batteries and solar oh. systems. It so this really... isn't
0: like Canadian Tire or Home No, no no, or, no, no, it's no, really no, no.
1: like a, a place where you just buy s- solar panels and batteries and stuff like that.
2: Uh, beforehand, we wanted to have, um, you know how they call it? Ground. Ground Zero, the Yeti. which is about the same thing but it was almost $2,500, $2,000. Oh my
0: God. See, that's what I expected because you told me the price earlier of what you guys paid, which we'll get to, but that's more what I was expecting. Yeah,
2: but because this is a kind of uh, like, you, you don't have to do anything with Ground Zero, which is cool, but... It's super expensive for what it is,
1: and but it's easier for people that like don't want to like have any hassle or um, no problems with it. Or it's just like you buy whatever thing. It's like a little box. It's all cute and it's all clean, and you don't have to like assemble anything. So for that, that's why it's so expensive because yeah. it's well.
0: It's the Tesla tax. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So versus ours is like you have to attach a freaking solar panel with hockey pucks on the top of the car.
0: I was getting to that. That's my favorite <laughs> part—the super Canadianness of hockey pucks to
2: adhere it to the yeah. car. There are things that you can buy that are crafted for that, and you just like glue those on your car, and then you assemble it. It's uh, it's like. Two hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, but now when you're in the states, they're gonna know you're Canadian, not yeah. just because of the license plate, <laughs> but also because of your hockey puck. So yeah, it's great. <laughs> so yeah, I went the cheap
2: way and I bought a hockey puck, which I just, I just cut into and just glued on the top of my car.
0: I, we mentioned the price of what it would have cost to do it the fancy way earlier, so how much did it run you in the end? Uh, a little bit under a $700.
1: And we still have like a fancy setup because we have, like since I've been working three days, I wanted to have batteries for at least three days. So that's why it's more expensive because we have like so many days of uh, power. Yeah. And we have like a little panel that tells us exactly the, the amount of uh, electricity that a solar, a solar panel is making, uh, how much power we have left, and um, and all that stuff so that I know if we have enough electricity for yeah. for when I be working. Um, so that was an extra, like, all these little things have, like, extra fee. Yeah. Like, even the little thing that we uh, could plug into um, um, camping ground. We have, like, a, a like the inverter. I don't know what it's uh, called. It's
2: just a charger. It's, it's like, it's a like, charger
1: from, from the battery to um, the, outlet. the outlet. So that was an extra, what, uh, almost $100. Yeah.
2: And and also we also bought... Um, you you have different grade of solar panel, and we got the higher um, rigid grade we could. because, And then you, then you can go with flexible, but it's gonna be like $300 instead of $150.
0: I'm such a layman, and you guys talking about it makes me actually feel like this is achievable, which is so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Because, and going into it though, you guys, we're laymen as well, right? Yep. You you would you didn't specialize in.
2: Uh-huh. We're still laymen. <laughs> yeah. We're still like we, we still don't know anything no. about it. We we know it's 100 watt um, that the battery lasts five day. I don't know how many amps there is in the battery. I know it's a 12 volt, yeah. Uh, and that's it. Like
1: yeah. we when we went to that store and we went to the store, the guys like, well, usually people come in, um, they don't know what they want or need. What I will expect from you guys next time is just calculate all the things that you use for your electricity uh, okay, check all the amps and then with that you will know what you need and uh, even we and he also suggested to always over calculate the number of electricity that you you need because you always add shit you never like take out stuff so better go add, add like a 30 percent of electricity than like cheaping out on right. the amount of yeah. electricity i don't know
0: Oh totally, yeah. No, talking to you guys has made me feel a little. I don't know why I feel so intimidated by it. I really don't. There's something about like I'm three years in now, and I'm just I feel intimidated is the best word by doing solar power or figuring out some kind of. You're not the
1: only one. We have we met up friend also the same thing. They're like we want to have panels and solar stuff, but we don't know how. Like just reading through the because you can't. It's hard to like go. Like Amazon, for example, you want a coffee grinder, let's go on Amazon, check what's, what's the best one, the reviews, is really simple. Like for the solar panel, you have like so many elements that you don't know what the hell you're shopping for, so it's really, it's hard to know what what you're expecting, what's like. That's actually what's the, really
0: well put. Yeah, because if I'm buying a coffee grinder, it just, you plug it in and it grinds coffee, yeah. whereas yeah. the.
1: Solar panel, well, depending yeah. what you need, and all, like what, there's like three, Pieces, I guess, like the the solar panel, the converter, and the battery. So, like, all depending on what piece you're you don't you don't have the proper piece, it's not gonna work properly. So,
2: yeah, and electricity usually is kind of scary. We we all have like those memories about like when we had a shock or when we. I used to lick
0: batteries. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Why would you do that? I don't
0: know. It (laughs) explains a lot, though. (laughs) Um, Let's backtrack for one second because. I, we've talked about this before when we went out for dinner once, your bus experience. Yeah. So how far did you get? And Because uh, that's another thing that intimidates the hell out of me. I love the idea of doing a bus, but there's just so much behind it. And so what happened for you guys that that fell apart?
1: Oh, Quebec.
0: Is a law. <laughs> Period. It's, <not. laughs> it, it's the ESAQ. the S-A-A-Q.
2: It's the, uh, the kind of like the thing that regulates all the automobiles and everything that's on the road in Quebec. It's like the
1: DMV, I guess, for the states? Right, Yeah. So the DMV, but the version, the Quebec version, is like really hell, it's full of bureaucracies. That's one of the most epic bureaucracy you could get. So in a nutshell, it's technically would be very simple to do that, you even have a PDF explaining exactly all the steps and everything. So the steps are that you buy a, a whatever, um, and then you have to make sure that like the seat is a proper seat for an RV, and like there's like technical stuff like that you have to.
0: It can't be yellow, right? Like you
1: can't be house. yellow. You need to have like a flush system. You need to have like a, a like
0: for the toilet. Yeah. yeah. For real? Yeah. You, you have, to.
1: have to. Yeah, it has to be a flush. Well, system. Well,
0: I'm out. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't because I wouldn't want a toilet on board, so that's crazy. But you'd have to have it by law in Quebec.
1: Yeah, and you have to have two different uh, heating system, one for the bus and one for the, yeah, and it has to be like... Like, who
0: is the government to say if I want heat or not? That's so interesting. So
1: you have to have propane. If you have propane, that's another thing that doesn't say in the PDF, but if you get install your propane, it has to be um, person-certified from the SAQ, so you have, like, an extra fee and blah, blah, blah. There's, like, so many heating, like, stuff. And then once, for example, like, you finish converting everything and then you um, apply to the SAQ, to make sure like to get your license plate uh certified and then you have to pay for an engineer to check out your bus and then it takes uh, six months to like a year sometimes for the engineer to check it out and sometimes it could be like oh well you didn't bolt your floor the proper way so you're not accepted
0: so then you'd have to pay again to have the engineer after you fix it come back out and re oh
1: my oh yeah that's Go back in a nutshell.
2: Yeah, and the worst part. Let's say if it was all clear, like if they said your floor has to be put a certain way with a certain type of glue, and you'd go buy the glue, buy the screws, do it the right way. But it depends on which engineer you're gonna right. like fall on. If like a certain engineer does he decide that, uh, like let's say I'm gonna say like random numbers, but. Uh, eight screw like a number eight screw is fine. You're gonna be fine, but if you use number eight screw and the other engineer says that you you should be using a number 12. So if a certain engineer decides that it has to be done a certain way, it has to be done his way. So that that's the problem. If it was clear, you could
0: do it, but it's not clear, and it's like... So did you guys own the bus? Yeah, we bought one. Oh, you had it. Yeah. I thought you maybe had just looked into it. So no, we actually, actually bought it. And started the process, and at what them. point did you give up then?
2: We bought the bus, we removed all the seats, uh, we removed the old insulation, we started fixing leaks, because like, there were leaky uh, leaky windows. Uh, I treated the floor, because the floor was rusty, and It had holes, so I had to buy a a special stuff to stop the rust. And then I was cutting holes on the floor. Um, I bleeded the old uh, heating system. Uh, What did I do? Oh my god, so you guys
0: put in a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, like basically three months worth of work. So that's tough to walk away from. Do you know where it went? Like, was it another couple who was trying to do the same thing? Or?
1: It was the kid that bought the bus to convert it to be able to like have a bar on wheels.
0: Oh, okay. We were like, Is okay, it easier have- to do a business?
1: Probably not, <laughs> <laughs> especially <laughs> especially if it's like a bus with alcohol in it. That's true. Yeah. Good
2: luck to the kid. Yeah, like, yeah I don't know where it went because like he swore that he would
0: send me pictures when it was done. Well, he's probably embarrassed because it didn't get finished. Yeah. <laughs> more than likely. But
1: It's been only a year so sometimes it takes a while just to come, like yeah. just to yeah, construct it.
0: So you guys ended up buying then Maurice.
1: Wow <laughs>
0: That reminds me of that rock and roll song. <laughs> Maurice
1: wah, wah.
0: And what's your plan? So you guys are now three days on the road. Mm-hmm. you just left uh, you were living in Drummondville, Quebec mm-hmm. and now right now we're doing this from Toronto, Ontario. You guys are super sweet and you swung by to come see me, which I'm so grateful for. So where to from here? We're
2: uh, from here. We're going in the States, heading to Nevada. Uh, we want to be uh, like just driving in the, in the de- desert, then West Coast, then we move to BC. We want to be moving to BC. Yep.
0: And I love this. You guys don't have a plan. Like there's no apartment lined up. There's no job lined up. There's no... Nothing. Nothing which is, does that feel exciting for you guys?
1: Yeah, Yeah. I still have a hard time like wrapping my head around the idea that we're actually not coming back to Quebec.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Because I haven't done that, I haven't gone that far that I'm like planting myself somewhere else. I always know for me that I'm coming, in the summer, I'll be back in the Toronto area. So that next step, which you guys are taking is, I can't even wrap my head around it. That's a pretty huge deal.
2: Yeah, that's a huge deal, but I I personally never quite felt at home in Quebec.
0: Wow, that's a, That's a bold statement. I guess, which I, in a way, I suppose I kind of feel in Ontario, I don't know if it's so much that I don't feel at home or I think the other things that I've seen just feel a little more, if exciting's the word. Uh, Toronto is great because it's just such a, there's no natural disasters, there's no animals that can kill you, and I think that element of excitement of being like in the Yukon, or being down (laughs) in like Tornado Alley in the States, the monotony of Toronto kind of got to me personally. So for you guys, what was it for BC? that that Did it feel more at home for you in BC than it did in Quebec?
2: Yeah, personally, because I lived in BC for five months um, before meeting Stephanie, and I was supposed to go back there before meeting her. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it felt, it's just the nature, it's kind of, it's so wild, it's so different. You can literally be in, let's say, we'll say, Kelowna because Kelowna is was one of my favorite place like you have downtown Kelowna which feels like like um, It's cozy. It's homey. Um, you have like all the amenities. That's
0: a tough one amenities that took me a second too and english is my first language
2: (laughs) Yeah, you have all the amenities and All the social life cultural life you have like everything that a big town has but then you drive half an hour away from from like downtown, and you're in wild forest. You have like all those mountains, you have like lakes, you have glaciers, you have hot springs. Even when you're in Kelowna, you have like, grizzly alert, like be careful, there is grizzlies. So you have like the wildlife, which is still in the cities. It was crazy to me. So that's, that's why I, I kind of felt home there. And you have the the big mountains yeah.
0: everywhere. You yeah, have, you can't replicate the West Coast. I feel yeah. the same. When I'm in the Yukon, I'm like this. There's something different at every turn. There's something to yeah. explore every two two steps. So, what was your last meal then when you left Quebec? You had to have a last meal, right?
1: Mm-hmm, a great putin. Uh, had
0: to be it. Ha- oh. I, my mouth is. I'm now vegan and. I would, I think I would cheat. Like, my mother's Yeah,
1: no, but we are technically vegan. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was like our cheat meal, because we you cannot leave Quebec without no. having a poutine. Even if you're a vegan, you have no. to have a
0: poutine. Quebec poutine is something to, oh my God. They say it's Canada's national dish, but it is Quebec's national, yeah. truly oh, yeah. Quebec's national. It is, it's the cheese, and something about that gravy, and yeah. forget. That's yeah. a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so back to traveling. Let's talk about photography for a bit because when I found you guys online, I was just mesmerized by the look of your photos. Like they're insane to the point where I had to ask you, what the heck are you doing? So this is gonna be a super broad stroke question and I would hate someone asking me this, but just generally photography, what, what do, how, how do you do
2: it? <laughs> it, it? It's weird because I don't see myself as such a great photographer, but I think you never see yourself to be that good, but um I don't know i think I think it's just I've been doing it for about ten years now, so it's a bit like a lot a lot a lot of just try and error and um I don't, I don't know, like, what What did you find
0: that was so... Oh, he's throwing it back at me, that's <laughs> smart. It's,
2: it's hard to say because it's so
0: broad, I think. No, totally, and that's why I said I would be mad at somebody asking me that question because I would just have no answer, you went further than I would, and for you to throw it back at me is actually really difficult, but there's just, there's a to use a French term, a je ne sais quoi, about um, your photos, and I, it, it's the tone, it's the, I mean, some of it is definitely lens because there's a certain level of distortion to them in the in a really good way. Depth of field, like you're just kind of working all of the angles at once, I think, would be yeah. my easy answer to your question. Yeah. And I mean, there are a lot of great photographers on Instagram, but there's something about your photos that stand out even beyond them. They almost feel more sharp <laughs> in a way. And you've actually paid me this compliment once that they my yeah. photos at times have felt three-dimensional, which meant a lot from you because I, I feel like yours have that feeling too where there's, there's like life to them. They, they feel alive. They almost feel like a motion photo and they're still. That would yeah. be the best way but for me to put I, it. I think
2: like, if I could answer, um, I think it's because I use a very wide lens. Like I have, I, I use two lenses mainly, um, a 20 mil, and uh,
0: eighty-five. Mil. Oh, we're getting the secrets now. This is what I'm talking but about. This is,
2: because <laughs> even if I give my recipe, like, if people don't apply a lot of knowledge and a lot of care in their photos, it's, n- it's never gonna look. I don't like to say as good because I don't see. Like, I, I, I'm, I don't like to like boast myself.
0: No, I would, I would agree. If anyone ever asked me for truly how to take a good photo, it's just take your time. Yeah, which I think is what time. you're getting at. Yeah.
2: When, when I take a photo. I In my brain, I kind of see how it's going to look like how it's going to output so I take the photo And I know my gear also like I know that my camera has like 15 stops of dynamic range so Does the scenery in front of me need more than that if it does? What do I want to sacrifice? It's all a kind of game of like I know my gear I know my editing. I know how it works and when I take the photo, I know how it's gonna look like in the end, somehow. So it's very, there is a lot of experimentation because like, I always do a lot of trial and error, but in the end, I know about like this is what I have in front of me, and this is what I want it to look like in the end. So I'm gonna do everything for my photo to look like how I envision
0: it. That's my thing, too, is just, Having having a plan because we are in a culture where it's just point and shoot, point and yeah. shoot, iPhone point and shoot, and iPhones are incredible and take incredible images. But you can tell those people that take the extra moment, you yeah. know, to compose something. Yeah.
2: And I personally think that if you take your phone, you know its limitation, you know how it works, and you put all the same thought process in your iPhone, then with like my big camera, so I think it's more like. Gear is nothing.
0: The best camera's the one you got on you. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, whether it's video or it's photos, the key is always gonna be storytelling, whether it's yeah. For sure. still visual storytelling, or if it's, you know, yeah. it's a lot easier with filmmaking because you have dialogue yeah. and movement. Yeah. No, that's really cool. And I mean, Stephanie, you're so creative as well. Do you guys, I mean, in two different uh, disciplines, but do you guys kind of feed off each other creatively, do you think?
2: Yeah, somehow, because yeah. like, she's very critical. About stuff like when I show a photo, when I shoot a photo and I show it to her, she's gonna see things that I I didn't see or that I didn't care about because like she's very um, she's very graphic oriented. She's a graphic designer, so she has like a lot of she sees a lot of things differently, like in 2D, whereas like oh, that's well put. I think we see in 3D more like dimension wise, and she also has a university background, whereas. I don't even, I, I finished my elementary school, so. Yeah, but, like, Amazing.
1: Yeah, well, the only university thing is really because I've been a lot more analyzing paintings and did some art class versus you, ne- not necessarily, you played around with art, but not in a more ther- theoretic, yeah. yeah. So I have like a, different references and stuff like that that helps me to analyze an, a picture or something like that. Yeah. But
0: So do you like Instagram then, and are you excited to... Um, that was a really awful question. I'm gonna take that back. That's gonna be on the editing room floor. Do you like Instagram? Okay, hold on. We met on Instagram, yes. do you like it? So when you hit the road then, to kind of bring it back to road life, how are you gonna apply your art to the road? I, mean, I know you've been doing a ton of it in Quebec, but now you're on the road. So how are things gonna change for you guys? Do you have plans for what you're gonna create?
2: Yeah, we, we, have, um, we have a YouTube channel that we're like, trying to kick off a little yeah. bit
1: and get back into the game, because we haven't been d- doing that for the past year.
0: So were you guys crossing into the states then? In Detroit I- Yeah, probably, yeah.
1: probably. At first we wanted to go to New York. I've never been to New York. The thing is like, having a huge truck in a city is the worst, especially New York. Yeah. Even Montreal is not really, like there's no parking spot or anything. But, like New York is like that times 10.
0: Oh, I get severe anxiety thinking about New York. I mean, I've been for work where I don't have to be responsible for a car or um, where I'm staying. The idea of going on my own to New York gives me, oh my God, with the trailer, forget it. I would throw it in the Hudson. Exactly,
1: yeah, exactly. But even, I
0: I hear what you're saying though, even just an SUV, I'm like...
1: And we have a car, we have our dog. We can't like leave it like wherever. And it's
2: not only an SUV. It's like an off-road car. It has like... Big tires. It's just that driving in a city with a car that has like weak braking power, uh, weak acceleration because it takes forever to accelerate. The steering is terrible. It's like, it's basically made to drive slow in the forest. It's not made to like accelerate, decelerate, accelerate, decelerate. It's
1: not good for the traffic then. I remember we were stuck in the traffic in Montreal because it was um, a a parade. And um, the car just kind of like got really, really hot, but it was really hot that day. But we had to park and wait for the car to cool down yeah. because we were stuck in traffic for like an hour. It was horrible.
0: Well, then when you guys get into the West, it's going to be perfect. It's the perfect yeah. car for once yeah, yeah. you get out by the Grand Canyon. You guys yeah. can go do a little bit of off-roading. And I yeah. guess, are you planning to boondock at all then? You mean like overland? Yeah, yeah. yeah bo- uh, boondocking is just going out and living off the grid, living, oh, yeah. you know, Grand Canyon, you pull over, you, yeah. there's so much BLM land, which is their, what we call crown land in Canada, um, where you guys can park and just live there indefinitely. So. Which I'm kind of jealous of, because I, I can't do that off-roading at all. You know, My trailer will explode <laughs> or detach and <laughs> kill somebody. So we can't have <laughs> that. Much. So just to wrap it up, he's gonna love this. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Lots of new smells. Yeah. How is it so far managing with the dog in the car 24 He really likes Good. the
1: car. He's like, we get out the keith and he's like really excited to go back in the car and he sleeps there sometimes. He's like While G.A. was building the car, he would sit in the car and just wait.
2: And he just like hops in the car, sleeps. Yeah. Like for hours on end, on end. And then when he needs to go to the toilet, he just like wakes up tells us we go go out do we, he does his stuff we get back in your car and that's it
0: unless you're in this building then he just <laughs> poops on the floor as we've experienced a couple <laughs> minutes ago
1: and you did pee yet yes a pee no, suit. So yeah come.
0: okay we better yeah, yeah we better wrap this up no when he pee, no. when he
2: needs to pee he, no now he's going to fall asleep oh Okay, well then.
1: <laughs> and usually he tells us, like, he pokes us with his yeah. nose and he's like, like he starts like s- salsa dancing a wiggling bit. Wiggling
0: his really long body. Yeah. He looks like a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> the weasel. That's what I always tried to say to you on text, is like how Polly Shore would say it. The weasel. Weasel. As far as I'm concerned, no podcast is complete without a reference to Polly Shore. And you know what? Come to think about it, I might even pop Biodome into my VCR tonight. Good luck, Maurice. Love you guys. Visit me at reggyfromtheroad.com. Music provided by Audio Network. Produced in association with Fifth Ground Entertainment. I'm Reggie Gray, and this has been Reggie from the Road.